G'day, good morning. How are you all? It's good to see you, your smiling faces. Oh, there's a, few, a lot of people here today, it's good. Um, yeah, my name's Michael, I'm, as Pastor Rob said, we just come back from a missions trip to Thailand and um, just before we go into that, I just, um, just thinking then, just as we're going, th- this whole service is really, it's a very outward focused service and uh, about, you know, the fires and that situation and what we're going to talk about in Thailand and, and other areas. And uh, it made me think of when that, um, you know, when Jesus says to those lepers, is it, I think it's the lepers, he says, go, and then on the way they were healed. And, you know, so we, we've all got needs and, and um, things in our life that we need fixed up, every one of us. Um, but if we wait until that perfect time when everything's all complete and we're all healed and whole before we actually start going out and doing things, we'll never do anything. So that's sort of, um, believe that um, this service will be about today. So yeah, anyway, um, yeah, we went to Thailand a couple of weeks ago, we got back and um, we went to Bangkok, Chiang Mai and in the mountains around Chiang Mai. And thank you for anyone that prayed while we were over there, we we really um, had a great unity in the team and it was um, a blessing to be there, and, and they said they enjoyed, us ha- enjoyed having us there, so hopefully uh, it, was, uh, it, was impacting, uh, on, well, it was impacting on both of our sides. So, um, yeah, so before I, I'll get up in a sec, but we're going to get the, each of the team to share. Um, we, we went to see uh, Tim and Brian Perry. I'll talk a little bit about them after. Um, they're missionaries that we support in Thailand. And we also support a couple in the Philippines, Mark and Chris Petter. Um, so, yeah, we went and, and stayed with them in Thailand. And, yeah, we'll get, we'll get Mariah to come up first and share a little bit about what impacted her uh, while she was on the trip. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so when we were in Thailand, I started a blog. So every day I was trying to upload... Um, what we did during the day and what we found really powerful. Um, So when we were in Bangkok, I did a couple entries, but once we got to Chiang Mai, the internet was really temperamental and it was hard to get onto Wi-Fi, so I didn't do many there. So today I'm just going to share with you one of the blogs from Bangkok and I named it True Love Is... Um, So that was from the 4th of November 2015. We started our day with a Western breakfast at our accommodation. It was a self-serve buffet style with bread for toast, cereals and fresh fruit. The bread was really sweet and not so fresh. And when I say it was sweet, I mean like really, really sweet. Everything in Thailand seems to be loaded with sugar. And when I say not so fresh, I mean it was like biting into a stale slice of bread that had been out for a week. However, the fruit was delicious and the pineapple was the best pineapple I'd ever eaten in my life. After breakfast, we had a quick group time prayer and prayed over the people of Thailand for wisdom and the right words to say to people, also for heaps of opportunities to share Jesus' love with others. Today our, today our prayers were most certainly answered and we had the opportunity to share Jesus' love with many beautiful people. Pastor Tim took us to two of the communities they had been working in. The first community had approximately 500 people. It was small, very cramped, dirty and smelly. We met with an elderly woman who lived there. Her husband had recently passed away. She couldn't talk but used sign language to communicate with us. 
She explained that the small bench she was sitting on was her home where she stays 95% of the day. I've got a photo. Oh, they were the power lines if you go back. That's what the power lines looked like. Next one. So this was this is the community we were in that I'm talking about. You can go again. Yeah, so that, that was the lady in the middle. It's quite dark, so you can't see. But um, So we shared with this lady hugs, laughter and smiles. It's amazing how much you can communicate with a barrier just by a simple smile. When we were there in that community, it really summed up why we were there to love people. Loving people is not a hard thing to do and as a Christian we should be striving to do this every day. We are Christ-like which means we do what Christ did on earth. Jesus was the greatest example and showed compassion and true love to everyone. I was reminded in these communities today that Jesus came and died for everyone on earth and he wants a personal relationship with each and every one of us. That is true love. It says in John 15, 13, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friend. My prayer tonight is that God will help me love the same way he loved to all people, that I will be filled with compassion for people and a hunger to see people saved and in a relationship with Jesus. After visiting the communities, we went to the business university where Pastor Tim and Bronwyn have been working. The aim at the university is to build relationships with the young people and from that relationship share Christ with them. We had lunch at the cafeteria and Pastor Tim ordered us five different meals which we all really enjoyed. So that was some of them. They were all really spicy. After lunch we crammed into a we crammed all five of us into a tuk-tuk, which is an electric scooter with a trailer on the back, or as Google describes, a three-wheeled motorised vehicle used as a taxi. We got back to our accommodation where we freshened up and prepared for the women's conference that evening. The women's conference was held in a function room at a nearby shopping centre. When we arrived, we were greeted by heaps of lovely people and many different foods, including black bread. Yeah, black that's Gabriel having a mug. Um, apparently it's black because they put squid ink in it or something. Um, we all made many new friends and loved all of the service. Both the preaching and the worship was just incredible. My favourite part was listening to some of the songs we usually sing at church but being sung in Thai. It was a strange feeling knowing the sound of a song but it all being in different words. All in all, it was a good day, challenging yet encouraging. It was touching and extremely life-changing, a day I will remember forever. Thank you, God, for the opportunities you are giving me. So that was one of Mariah's blogs. I encourage you to go read a couple of the other ones. She did really well and... She was in the hotel room typing them up. She was so excited. So I encourage you to read those there online. So I'm just going to talk to you a bit about um, some of the people that we met up in the mountains. So Michael, Mariah and myself went up there for a few nights. And um, we, there's like this house in the village that they have for any of the um, missionaries or any of the river team to stay in and it was like one of their bigger houses that we got to stay in and um, we pretty much just slept on the floor on a couple mats and um, the toilet was a new experience as well and uh, but it really um, got us 
you know, we actually got to be a part of the village and actually be a part of the way that they live and their everyday life. And so it was just a really cool cultural experience. And yeah, so we spent a few days up there. And uh, first night we were there, we met this guy called Jack. And he sort of rocked up. It was night time. And he had a blood all over him because he'd just killed a wild pig or something. <laughs> so he didn't shake our hands, but he came to say hello. And um, the next day we actually went to his school. Um, and he's actually the first person in his village to ever do university and become a school teacher. So for the, their village, it was a massive thing. So he had this um, little tiny school. There was about seven kids in it. Um, they were all aged... Uh, kindergarten so they were tiny so cute um, and so we got to go in there and we walked in and it was just blank faces like none of them were very excited to see us some weird looking white people come in and um, and in the mountains they have their own language so they don't speak Thai they have to learn Thai at school so it made it even harder because we're trying to teach them Thai we can't speak Thai and we're trying to teach them English as well. So it's a bit of a um, hard situation. But we eventually got to break the ice with some puppets and some songs and some balloon animals. And there was this one girl who would not smile. She would not smile. And it was so funny because when we left, they were all waving. And this one girl had the biggest smile on her face when we left. <laughs> but the rest of the time, she's like, trying not to smile so it was really cool um and so that was Jack's um uh classroom um and that night um he rocked up with his new wife and their new little baby um and for Pastor Tim this was a big thing you know afterwards he had a few tears in his eyes for him to come to our house um to show off his wife and his new little baby was a big thing for Tim. And his little baby, she was the cutest thing ever. So we got to play with her and hold her. And, um, yeah, this this really impacted me because, you know, we were in this room together and they were speaking Thai, but we were still a part of it and we got to pray for them as a family. And it was just so cool because, you know, we didn't understand what they were praying, but we could understand the Holy Spirit and we could understand each other on in the presence of God, if that makes sense. And um, it was really powerful and his wife had a few tears and I think we all were just really quite um, emotional in that moment. But there was a mutual understanding in the Holy Spirit and for me that was something new, something new that God had showed me. So... From this sort of encounter with this family, God sort of showed me two things. He's like, this family right here, there's great things in their life. You know, there's God's got such massive plans for them. There's something special about their daughter. And God was sort of like, them, this young family, who have such a strong heart for God, in their, you know, little village on the other side of the world, you know, God's going to change people through them. God's going to use them as leaders in their community. And that was impacting for me. I was like, wow, these people are so, like, special. And then he also just showed me that there's so much unity in the spirit where there's language barriers and, 
you know, you don't understand a word people are saying. God's like, you know, I'm here with you guys. I'll bring you together. Don't really know them, but you do now because you have the same spirit living in you. And so there was this, during the day there was, um, everyone would go out in the fields because they're pretty much all farmers. And there was just the old, uh, older people who don't work anymore. They would hang around. And there's this, there's this one bloke and every single time we would um, come home, he would like shuffle pretty much like this. Their backs are like this from all the years of hard work. And he would come and bring a hot billy every single time we'd get home. So we'd always, I think we had like five Milo's in a day. They love Milo. I was so shocked. They have Milo like breakfast cereal, Milo like cold Milo drinks and cans. And the, yeah, I was, anyway, so yeah, he'd come in. And then there was this other bloke who just come in and he didn't speak a word of Thai. So Pastor Tim couldn't even speak to him. And so he'd come in and he'd just sit there. And we were just like smiling like... And he'd just sit there and then we'd give him some food and um, he'd eat with us. And it was just really nice because they just had such a strong emphasis on hospitality and taking care of us. And, you know, we couldn't speak to them, but we could be together and be in the presence of each other. And so that for me was powerful, being able to be in the presence with someone who you don't know, but because you have the same spirit living inside of you, you can know each other and you can just be together and be completely comfortable. So for me, that was what was most impacting for me. Thank you. Wow. To God be the glory. Here I am coming up 74 and the Lord prophesied over me by a mighty man of God who's now gone home to be with the Lord when I was 32 that the age of my age now I would travel to Asia. I thank God for the team. I thank God for our pastors and leaders who have encouraged me. I thank God for my family. You are my family. Well, we have all we need for this life. I went to the conference. There were three days of conference while they all took off and left me. Can you imagine it? I was left on my own. But our God is an awesome God. And so I said to him that first night, Lord, why have you got me here? And he said to me, daughter, I have put into you my love and my joy and I want you to share it. So I give him all the praise. So that first night in front of me were nine beautiful young ladies all lined up. And I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he said, I want you to go and love on each one. And so I went to each one. I asked the director lady who is the mother of this orphanage. They're all orphans. And I found that later. So I went to each one and I just put my arms out. And they all fell into me. But the Spirit of the Lord said to me, my daughter, there are two there that have never been nursed or rocked or had a lullaby sung to. And I said, what do I do? And he said, sit down, nurse them as you nursed your children. So Jesus, he is awesome, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I can't tell you enough what he has done for me. I wept with these beautiful young girls, each one I loved on with his love, each one I nursed that he told me to nurse the two. So I sang a lullaby over the first one. 
I tell you, I was wet through. My breasts were wet through. I was absolutely wet through. But it didn't matter because I saw miracles happening in front of me. I saw these beautiful young women just come alive, just knowing that they were loved. Each one had AIDS. I only found that out afterwards. But to see them throughout the conference, they just were joyful. They were happy. They believed that Jesus was healing them. One did come up to me and tell me, Gabriel, I am healed. She spoke English. And so I just gathered her into my arms. And so we have all we need for this life. Even at my age, I have it. But the Spirit is dwelling in each and every one of us. And he says, go ye. And it's out there. That's where we need to get out there. Go ye. And the other thing that happened, well, there's so many things that happened. I'm, I'm still emotional about it because it's just his love for each and every one of us. I couldn't have done it without the support of the team, without all of you praying for me. I just felt that I was walking on air at times. I was just so, I was so fit. It was awesome. It was just amazing. So the Lord is calling us to all be brave in these end days. We can be Esthers. We can be Ruths. We can be extraordinary men and women. I'm nothing without the Lord. I'm nothing without all of you to support me. We need each other and we can do it. And the other thing that, that I wanted to share with you that touched me greatly was um, Pastor Rachel who came from Brisbane. She brought two women with her and she got up and she spoke about Naaman but the little girl who was his wife's slave, she was captured. She was a little Jewish girl, just a little girl. But she loved Jesus. She found out about Jesus. And she said to Naaman's wife, tell your husband, if he went to Elijah, he can be healed. And when this Rachel, the um, guest speaker, was talking, I said, Lord, even that little girl who thought she was nothing... And everybody thought she was just a little slave girl. She was so important to the Lord God Almighty. And so God used that little girl to tell Naaman's wife, this is what he's got to do to be healed of leprosy. And so that's what happened. But she was so important. If you think you're not important, you are so important to Daddy God. He loves each and every one of us so much. And you can do the extraordinary, even though you think, oh, what can God do with me? If he can use me, he can use all of you. Nothing is impossible with God. And the last thing I want to say is, where is it? Lord, show me. The Lord is saying to each and every one of us, I've put you here on this earth for a purpose and he wants each of you to fulfill that purpose. Whether it's like I do, cleaning the toilets. I love cleaning toilets. I'm enjoying cleaning the toilets. Anyone want to help me? Come. But you know, it's the little things. The Lord is saying to all of us, it's the little things that matter. And he's saying, with me inside of you, you can move mountains. So thank you for the team. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, brothers and sisters. I've had a wonderful time and I'm ready to go again. Praise God. Thanks, Thanks guys. Yeah, that was great.
Yeah, Gabe was... We didn't actually abandon Gabe. We, uh, well, we did, but... We, <laughs> the village is... The reason was the village is... Uh, the, the track in there is four-wheel drive track. There's a lot of steep walking and that. And Gabe said that she would prefer to stay back there uh, at, at the conference that was on while we were up there. So, yeah, that was the, that was the full story. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so... That's good. They've, we've sort of. Oh, here, here's to, um, here's the couple. If for the, you that don't know them, Tim, Bro, and Perry, uh, they're hopefully going to come here next year. It's not set set yet, but they're looking to to um, visit us. It was it May, was it or April, May, or something next year. So uh, that'd be great to to see those guys. Um, I'll just quickly run through what we did. I'll try and zip through these photos and. Uh, We've already sort of talked about, um, Mariah talked about Bangkok, so I'll zip through these pretty quick. Uh, that's on the train in Bangkok. We use the trains a lot. They were, they were um, good motor transport, very cosy. You, um, and, and, no, and everybody was on their phones. It was incredible. You can't see it there. But like Australia, people are on their phones. But over there, it was like, I counted. There was this, this seats of 13 people. 11 of them were just on their phones like that. It was incredible. It was surreal. So, yeah. Anyway, um, this is uh, temples. There's, there's temples everywhere um, throughout Thailand. It's basically, a, uh, you know, currently a Buddhist nation. So they have these temples and they have, uh, at every place, every house, they've got a little, um, little tiny, well, it depends on the size of the building, actually. For a, just a residential house, they have a little shrine thing and that's for the spirits of that house to live in. And they give them food and drink. And so you see all these little tiny house things. They put a glass of milk or a Milo or a something there. And, um, and the bigger the, the bigger the... So if they have a big supermarket, then they have this huge one. Not, not quite as big as that, but they have a big one for all the, the spirits that are there. So it's um, pretty messed up in that way. This is, yeah, we've seen, seen that photo. Oh, that's in the hotel. I tried to find a picture of the hotel we stayed at. That, that was the only one we had. So um, that's the inside. It was a nice, nice place to stay. Um, my plumbing was a bit off. The, every time I had a shower, the whole bathroom would flood. But <laughs> apart from that. <laughs> and, and the electric, electrical work. Is Josh here today? Oh, Josh would have been horrified. <laughs> they had, uh, yeah, wires in, in metal conduit things and... Oh, yeah. That was I was seeing these. That's going into the um, into the slum. Mariah's already showed that. Well, it's not really a slum, but in the community areas. It's a shop lady. There's that lady again. That we. Um, that was what she lived on there. That little, that little bench there. That thing. That was basically a house in this little spot here. I've seen that. That that was another spot we visited in the, in the community. They have a. Um, we didn't stay there for long, but they have. Um, uh, different things there for kids there. So we went to the train station, um, and here at the train station, Tim gave us a, a basic overview of the history of of the the current mission that they're in um, from whenever it was. I can't remember how many years ago it was, but it was it was a, many decades ago when the the pioneer um, who was Eric Eric or Mariana's father, Eric and Mariana, are currently heading it up. He went in there and uh, sort of pioneered this work and he, so he told us the whole story and it was sort of 
at this station, it all just fit together and we were able to visualise how it all, how it all worked, how they came in and travelled the trains and went from here to there um, as our first starting out. So it's a massive train terminal and a lot of trains in there. That was at the uni. They, they reckon they've got contact with... They've only just started in Bangkok, so they've, they reckon they've got about contact with about... I think it was about 300 students already in about a year and a half. Um, that they've just know on Facebook or social media or in person and, and whatnot. So uh, there was no, no, not many students there, so we just went in to, it seemed to show us around. We had a look, massive university. Oh, that was that meeting that, now it was sort of a, you notice they're all girls or women there. It was sort of a women's meeting, but that first one, they had a lot of men in there too. So I wasn't alone, thankfully. Oh, here is... Uh, Here's our uh, knock air flight. No, <laughs> knock means bird. So they thought it'd be fun to have a beak for this plane. And it didn't really inspire confidence in their, <laughs> in their, you know, what they're trying to do. It's like, yeah, let's have a go at flying. We'll paint a, paint a beak on the front and off we go. We, we made it, but I did notice the wings had quite a bit of movement. It was almost like it was flapping the, this plane. <laughs> And I, to I told Tim, I said, oh, Tim, look at, look at that wing. It's, it was moving like this much. And he goes, keep it quiet, keep it quiet. <laughs> he didn't want me to tell the girls they would have... <laughs> didn't want to freak out. Uh, this is... Uh, okay, yep, so we've flown to Chiang Mai. This is the, where you stay and when you go over there. So if anyone wants to go there, they run their own hotel. Uh, the general public can stay at this hotel as well. So that's where we stayed. It's a nice setup. It's... Um, yeah, it's nice. There's the, that was the harsh side of our trip there, having to swim in that when we got an opportunity. That was a beautiful pool. It actually used to be a brothel, this, this building, and they took it over and um, transformed it into a mission centre. And, uh, and what's this? Oh, yeah, here, here's, uh, this is the first... Oh, that was when I was in there. Yeah, that's right. I went in there. Me and Tim went in there for the start, but this one was like women, women. Like you can see all the flowers on the back wall and that. It was really lovely, but we, we felt a bit out of place. <laughs> so we, uh, we stayed for the worship. I took that photo and then me and Tim sort of ducked out and, and uh, did our own thing. Um, but yeah, Gabe, Gabe spoke about the, that conference and said it was really impacting. And there's was, there was a lady from A21 that spoke that um, the girls got to hear the morning before we left, yeah, yep, and oh yeah, so this is heading up to the mountains, it's a bit hard to see, but beautiful up there in the mountains, this is uh, a, one of the huts, we haven't seen any photos of the village yet, have we, yeah, that's one of the huts there, I don't think that's why we stayed in, there's another, that's sort of the terrain you're in, just makeshift sort of houses, they're, they're quite well built, but they were just putting in electricity too. Now this village that we stayed at called San Buick ha actually has a church. Now this is very uncommon in Thailand to have this sort of a building in a village. Um, it's, it's rare, but this whole village has actually come to Christ through the work of the river team. Um, they, um, one of the people had a vision of this village a number of years ago and they saw a picture of it and then you know, a couple of years later they eventually found this village and, 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 the, and they said, that's it, that's the one. And so they started going to this village, but they were sort of rejected. For, and they kept going for two years, it took. 
And then eventually, um, they saw some miracle breakthrough miracles in there, and um, a lady got healed that was, um, it, she was at 90 degrees, basically, and then they prayed for her, and she just instantly got healed and stood up and started walking normally. And that sort of tweaked their interest in, in this God that they were trying to convey to them. And um, so anyway, the witch doctor got saved in this village and the head witch doctor for that whole region uh, got converted and gave up his, his, what, his witch doctor stuff that he was, he was trying to do. And this whole, whole village is now Christian. But there's many, many other villages throughout this, these mountains that aren't yet, but they're, they're working to, to move into these other villages. So oh, that, That's inside where we stayed. Tim's got a bit of a blank stare there. I don't know if he's... But, uh, yeah, it was, it was... It wasn't that comfortable. <laughs> yeah, we had little mats, and you're sort of... You're like a rotisserie chicken. You sort of... You sleep on that side for about 10 minutes, and then your arm goes numb, and you wake up, and you go over there. Something else goes numb, and you go that side. That arm goes numb, and you go on your back. <laughs> you get a bit of sleep, but <laughs> it's all good. That was the... Um, that's the kindergarten that... Emily was talking about. It's a little little. Oh yeah, there's the kids there. That 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 fella there's Jack. That's who um, that's who Emily was talking about. Jack and his wife. He's the teacher there at this kindergarten, so he does that full time. There's Emily with a elephant. All the kids got little cats and whatnot. So we'd say the name of the animal in Thai and the name of the animal in English and they'd have to sort of repeat us. And this, We did a couple of songs. Tim there's amazing with the kids. He's so gifted. He's incredible. Um, so yeah, we're doing some songs with some actions. I can't remember the song, but... Next song. Oh yeah. Emily brought along some balloons. They loved that. They slowly warmed up over the whole time we were there and by the end they were mucking around and, and loving it, basically. And there's Jack. Oh, that's, after, that, after that morning at the kindergarten, we went down to the cave. Um, this is, uh, it was an awesome cave, actually. Yeah, there's bats in there and whatnot. And we walked through. There's a river going through there. And that's out the other side there. Had a bit of a swim, freshen up. And then uh, that's at night. All the kids would come out, come out of the village to play at, at night, just in this area, just in front of where the church was, on this lawn area. And they... They had their own games with rubber band sort of things and rolling these tyres and you had to all stand in the line and jump over these tyres and, so, and soccer and that. Yeah, so that was good, just connecting with the kids. That was, uh, oh yeah, up in the village we um, conveniently didn't have any gas in our gas bottle. Um, it was a mistake, but it worked out well because we got up there and we are thinking, how are we going to cook this food that we brought up with us? And then the, um, it was Getty, the guy that was sort of hosting us. He said, oh, I'll, I'll take, give me all your food. We'll, we'll go back, take it back to our house and cook it up for you. So anyway, we got our, our plan, we had this um, list of what we would have for tea and it was like a one-pot wonder of, you know, chuck everything in the pot and see what happens. And then, so then, anyway, they brought, we had no gas in their bottles, so we couldn't do it and they brought this back, this incredible Thai feast. It was like, wow, have to... Remember to do that next time we forget. Forget <laughs> gas in the gas bottle. That was the next day, just going. We helped out. Getty, the guy that hosted us so amazingly, um, we helped out with, I think we helped. 
I was asking him, are we helping him? And he said, yeah, no, it's good. He got it done quicker than what he, him and his wife would have. Him and his wife um, harvest this whole area. They have cabbages and rice paddies. And it would be a number of acres, 20, 30. They do it all by themselves, um, him and his wife. 20, 30 acres. They've got all the irrigation in. They cut all the rice paddy levels. And it's phenomenal what they do. And so we helped for just a morning, just getting the chaff out of the out of the rice that they that, that harvested. He's got a little whippersnipper there with like a cut-up um, lid of an ice cream container to make a make it blow. The, the other farm next to us didn't have that. They had the, the old um, fan things that I'd have to go like this on, but he's gone to the next level here. <laughs> and uh, so you'd sort of lift up the tray and spin it around, and so we helped them bag that up. They get about th- 300 bar a bag, I think, and he had approximately 100 bags there. So it works out to... Hey? No, uh, in Australian, it would have been about $10 a bit a bag. So about $1,500. $1,500 for their whole harvest, um, for, for that rice harvest that year. Oh, this is... Hang on, we've come back now. Yep, so that was that morning. And then we... We, oh yeah, we, we sat with Gideon and his wife for a bit. Um, they have a, actually, it was interesting, they have a prayer meeting once a year. There's this ginormous mountain, like just where, near where we were harvesting. And I was saying to Tim, oh, you know, it'd be good to, great to climb that. And he goes, yeah, that'd be awesome. And we're talking to Gideon, they say, oh, they have a prayer meeting up there once a year on the new year. So all the, the villagers, that, um, Christian men, walk up this, trek up this mountain and pray all night um, over the whole area once a year. Um, so that, that was cool. And then we, we prayed with the family. They said, oh, you know, sit down with us, pray with us, and, you know, for the, for the harvest and the fields and that. And the, actually, when, after that village came to Christ, apparently their the physical yields of harvest um, increased as well um, once that happened. So, yeah, that was, it was awesome up in the village. Um, come back next. This is at the uh, kids' church. Mariah and I did kids' church Sunday morning. Gabriel and Emily went to the adult church. We basically did, Mariah did a game and uh, we both did like a skit. We did um, Zechariah and Jesus. Is it Zechariah? Zacchaeus, sorry. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Zacchaeus up the tree and Jesus and it was good. It was really well received. The, the kids were, were really um, listening in and hearing what we're, what we're saying and and then we um, went out to the pool after and had a muck around. And uh, oh, we, they also they have a prayer, prayer time for the kids. Sorry, I'll just... Hang on. Yeah, they have a prayer time for the kids and we were praying for all these kids and, it was, and then this little girl. And Tim goes over to this little girl. She goes, oh, she said something in Thai. And he, Tim started laughing. I said, oh, what did she say? And she goes... Oh, I've already been prayed for two times. I think it's enough now. Because <laughs> we're all going around. It's quite, quite cute, yeah. And, uh, so this is, this is the next day at... Oh, no, that's the same day. Yeah, we went to the markets at night. Um, that's Matt, who, we, who was running Kids Church, who we helped out. That's his girlfriend, Beck. Um, these girls here were from Cambodia for the conference. This... This girl here, I think her dad was the, no, husband is it? Oh yeah, 
She planted the church in Cambodia. Yeah. Yep. And the, I think the AG Church, or ACC, well, it's not ACC, it can't be ACC, but our similar sort of thing is, is bigger there in Cambodia than in Australia. Yeah, um, yeah so we had, had fun there. Oh, there's the night markets. Actually, it was it was a bit it was a bit weird. Actually, down the middle of that street there, they have what what are basically hired beggars, more or less. So you know, in Rundle Mall, how you have your um, buskers, they, they have like these beggars, and I'm pretty certain the money wasn't going to these beggars because they just put people that were really, you know, there was um, some blind guys there, there was some maimed people, there was. One girl that was about yay big, she had this smile plastered on her face like this. You could see she was hating every minute of it, but she had to do this dance, you know, this traditional Thai dance, and people would give money. And, but I don't think the people that were there got any of what they, what they made. But, so that was, a bit, that was a bit weird about that place. Um, oh, yeah. So we had a wreck day off the day after. Did the elephants... It's given a bit of um, sugar cane. That's what the elephants paint on their own with the paintbrush in their trunk. True. I'll show you the video if you don't believe me. <laughs> then you can buy them after for a thousand baht a painting. There's on the raft, ox cart. Oh, this is the next day. We went to, um, we went to uh, out in the community visits with um, with Nu, a guy um, who took us out. There. He's a great guy. Everyone was having a day off because the conferences were so they'd done so much work into this conference. Everyone had a day off, and Nu said, oh, "I don't really want to have a day off." So he took us out to out to the community visits. I haven't got any photos of going out to the houses. We went to three houses, three different places. It wasn't really sort of appropriate to be sort of snapping. In these, you know, in someone's house, like you're on a holiday, sort of thing. So we didn't get any photos, but um, I'll talk about one of those uh, in, in a sec. One of those places that we went to, uh, and then we found this little eatery on the side of the road that this woman was just cooking. Probably only four or five tables. That was awesome. There, that was the best food we had all, all trip. Um, this is, yeah. After the community visits, we went. Um, we had a bit of a session. They they took. Because there was a team there from, um, that just arrived from Finland, about 20 of them. And uh, took us and them went in to just have a session about their, uh, one of their philosophies they use for g- going into villages. And not just villages, but also into towns and different areas and cities. And it looks like a big mess there. Um, I'll try and basically give the gist of it. It was about the story of the woman at the well, uh, the Samaritan woman at the well where Jesus meets this woman at the well. And so they're saying that, um, you know, and, and the first thing Jesus is, is says, can you give me a drink? So basically they're saying, in, instead of trying to sort of push your way in and we're, we're these, we know what you need, we're going to do it and we'll help you do it sort of thing, and so imposing yourself, in this example that they use quite a lot and they find it very effective is that they just come and there's a shared need there with this, you know, can you give me a glass of water? There's a shared need. So they go in and say, can we help you with anything? What, 
what, what do you see your need is? And in certain parts of the city, they'll say, well, our need is that our families are broken apart or our need is that our kids have got nothing to do. And so they find that, that sheer need that we can help that, we can help you in that area. And then once that sort of relationship builds, then it goes on um, and Jesus at the well, he gets into spiritual matters. He says, you know, about her wives and how it's not, she's not living with her current, uh, sorry, her husbands and how she's not living with her current husband. And so there's this moment of, of spiritual sort of impact and, you know, that's when, you know, they're going in there and, that, and somebody says, or there's a need and they say, well, can we pray with you? Or, and they see a supernatural breakthrough and then from that, it sort of op- opens up more for them. And, they, and so they're working on invitation, invitation more than trying to impose and push their way in because they found that hasn't worked. So this method, so that after uh, this woman has this moment with Jesus, she goes back into the town, into the, her area, and all those lines are the contacts that all these people have in this village. And so she goes back and shares about Jesus in, in her town and it's the same here that person that's had that healing or that that thing uh, resolved goes back into that town and shares with their group of people and then uh, as the story of the Samaritan woman in the village in the town she br- they all come out with her she brings them out with her and so and then there's the invitation of Jesus to go back into this city and, and to and to tell them about the gospel uh, you know t- that, that Jesus would talk to them and stay with them so same, same principle they use. So that happens and then they find they get an invitation in to say, would you, would you come into this area? Would you work with us and help us? And um, yeah, and, the, and, then, and then it goes from there. And with invitation, they were saying that if you, if you, go, there, if you go there and just say, right, we're going to plant a church here or whatever, they probably won't let you and if they do, you have to supply all your resources, all, your, all the stuff for it. But when, you, when there's invitation, uh, if someone's inviting, if you invite someone to your house, you, you supply the tea or the meal or the stuff. So they've found that um, the, the council or whoever, the head leader of the village who invites them in says, what do you need? We'll supply it for you. So if you, if you want to help, we've got a shared need here with, with uh, kids. Um, we will supply you the house, we'll supply you the building to do it, we'll supply the snacks, we'll supply the, uh, everything for it. You just have to rock up and, and run it. So that's been um, very helpful for them. Okay, and then we, we took Tim, it was Tim's birthday, so we went out to a, a nice restaurant and ha- had a meal for Tim's, I'm not sure how old he was, 50? 48, 48. And then this is the next, I'll try and zip through these a bit. This is the school visits. Um, well, they have a meeting most mornings, I think, team meeting, and this is a school visit, so we went out that, that next day. We taught English in a couple of schools there. That's the first school we went to, just saying, basically just saying, sitting down with the kids and saying, Hi, what is your name? And they say it back. You know, how are you? They say it back. Good, thanks. You know, what do you like to do? I like to do this. What do you like to do? I like to do this. Sort of just exchanges like that. That, that was fun. And then that was the second school we went to. We had a game of, of sort of netball-y, basketball-y thing. 
at the end. And this is uh, when we stayed at, S at Singapore on the way back. We're in the, we were going to go and do it out of the airport, but we, the tour was fully booked, so we spent about eight hours in this airport trying to find stuff to do. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. We kept occupied, so that's Gabe up in the flower garden, and that's come back to Lincoln. Okay, so hopefully that's given you a bit of an idea of what we did there. I just want to just, as the girls shared um, a testimony, just one, one thing that really impacted me on the trip. In Corinthians it talks about when they, um, there was this time when the, you know, I'll just read it out. Now about the collection for God's people, do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money and keep them with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. Then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. So I just read that out because um, Pastor Rob and the, the team um, said that they wanted to give us $1,000 to take over there and to give out to whatever we need whatever needs we thought were appropriate while we were there. So we, we gave out a um, majority of that money to different things and um, as a team we sort of talked about it and, and said, yep, we'll, we'll go for, the, for the certain amounts for these certain areas. Um, and when I was, uh, that community visits that we were on, there was three houses and the, the second house we went to, we were on, with New on these community visits and there was a guy there and he was um, very gaunt he was, he was obviously hadn't eat, he hadn't eaten for a number of days, and um, his kidneys, kidneys had packed up. Um, they had boxes and boxes of medicine that the the wife would have to self-administer. And to be honest, he look, didn't look far off off passing on. Uh, he was just laid out on the bed. He couldn't go to the toilet, um, and they'd run out of diapers for him. Um, and so we we were just in there, just Tim was chatting, just relaying to us what was going on. And then at the end, Tim asked the man, would you like us to pray for you? And he said, yeah, that would be great. This is not a Christian couple, um, Muslim couple. And then, uh, sorry, not Muslim, Buddhist. And then, um, so we prayed for this man. Just, we said, can we put hands on? Yeah, that's okay. So we did that, um, prayed for a couple of minutes, and then, and then left. And... Um, I, was, I was thinking, well, well, can we give something to this, to this, this, this couple? And so we thought, yeah, we want to give something, not just for that couple, but for the community visits that New does. So anyway, we we uh, it was getting towards the end of the trip, and we sat down, and, and I, I had the Australian dollars with me, and I got it out ready, and I asked Bronwyn to. Um, get one of her leaders in as well. Myself and Emily sat down with Bronwyn and her, one of her local leaders. And, and we're sitting there and we're saying, you know, this much here, this much there, this much here. And then as we're talking, this, uh, this, uh, one of the girls comes in, walks into the room where we're having this conversation and she says something in Thai, and 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 it was you know talking to, with Bronwyn in a conversation for a while, and then she left, and I said, "What? What? 
We said, what did she just say? And she said, she came in and she said, we've, just got, we've, just, we've got this guy, because um, she wasn't with us, got this guy on community visits. Uh, he hasn't got any diapers, he's in this bad situation, but um, we haven't got any money left uh, to, to be able to do anything. And Bronwyn said, here it is, right here, on the table. And it really, I don't know, it just, it just showed me something. It opened my eyes more to something. And, and so they, they got the money to, to give to this guy. And then just before we left, we, had the, we went to their meeting. Just before we had to go for the plane, we stayed for the worship. And then they had these testimonies. Go around the room, um, two people share a testimony of what happened yesterday. And the, the entire people did theirs and, the, and oh, sorry, the Finns did theirs and then we spoke briefly on what happened in our day and then one of the Thai girls says that um, they, went, um, they went back to this house and they, and they talked to this man and they said, um, and they were talking to him and, and he said, and they prayed with him again and he said, because they were talking to him about Jesus and he, and he said, well, and he said, I feel, whenever you've prayed for me, I've felt this peace, because he's racked with pain. He said, whenever you prayed for me, the pain would leave. And I'd feel this peace and this joy in his heart. That's, that's what the testimony came back. And that the girl um, believed that this man was becoming Christian through this interaction. And that he was... He must have said something or whatever that he had actually wanted to follow Jesus in this time. And it was just amazing to see that, just in that short space of time, that, that little thing work out and play out to the full. And, um, and so, yeah, excuse me. So it, there's a backing on heaven on the money that we give, that's what it really showed me. There's a backing of heaven. You can think, I'm just giving this much to here. But really, it's, you, it was such a privilege to be the, the, the people that God used to, to fulfill this need that they had. He didn't just drop money from heaven. He, he, he thought, no, these guys from Port Lincoln, they're coming over. We'll, we'll give them that thousand they give it out right when they need it. And it was just, I knew that we had the incredible privilege of being the means by which God met that need. And, you know, there's a backing from heaven, so don't ever think what you give is just, it's just routine or just, or just that's just what I do or I just give that and it just goes there. There's, a, there's something behind all of that, that God's working in, in that giving. Um. And, you know, I know that our giving, I've got a whole heap more here, but I'm not, I'm not going to go with it because we're, we're getting late. But um, our, our giving in mission, I remember a couple of years ago, three years ago, that um, when we first started, because we support uh, Mark and Chris Petter in Philippines for $500 a month, and we support Tim and Bro and Perry in Thailand for $200 a month. And I remember when we first started that, it was a step of faith, really, because we didn't, 
the, the missions giving wasn't that much. It was less than. So we had to take money from church funds and other areas to, to, to make, that, um, make that up. Uh, and then um, I reckon it was about a year and a half ago, um, it's, it, it actually increased and we were level with what we needed to get. And, um, and, it's, and it seems like now we've actually got a bit more than what we need. So we can, hopefully we can start looking into maybe increasing our giving to Tim and Bron or um, other areas at a later date, different people in different countries or whatever. But it's really on my heart that we need to increase that because thinking that they're in this... I know God is providing every step of the way, but just to say that they had no money left to do this thing, I thought, wow, can't, can't we give a bit more? That, that was what I really got out of it. Can, can we give a bit more? And I think we can. Um, you know, it's not... And, and so I guess, I guess I'm appealing to you guys, um, if you would consider that, if you would consider that, you know, if you haven't given to mission before or missions... Maybe if you would consider it and consider giving a certain amount a week or a month. Um, and, and if you are giving, maybe considering giving a bit more. I mean, it's completely up to you, but I, I just saw the impact of it and it just hasn't left me. And I thought, no, there's more, more that we can do here. Um, we, we, we're not in those situations that they're in over there. We have... We have all that we need and probably more than... I know we have cost of living and all that sort of stuff here, but I'm just thinking we can do more about this. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to manipulate anyone, but I'm just saying just think about it and pray about it and, um, and, and go from there. That's the envelopes we use for anyone that doesn't know. It's got missions giving on it and they're out in the foyer. We keep them out in the foyer there in the little um, container there. And um, I'll just read this last verse. It says in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 15, we've heard it a lot, but it says, whoever sows, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your seed store of seed and when enlarged the harvest of your righteousness, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else and in their prayers for you their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you thanks be to God for his indescribable gift